You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. You're listening to episode 118 of the Blended Family Podcast. As you know, I did not put out a show last week. I've been pretty sick. It's been almost two weeks now. I managed to stay healthy all the way through the winter months, but I think the stress from a few weeks ago with the house brought down my immune system. Both of my girls were sick, and this time it got me. It wasn't the flu, but whatever it was really took a toll on me. I completely lost my voice, and so I really didn't have a choice but to not record a show Today, as I'm recording this, is the first day that I actually feel human again. I haven't been sleeping well due to a cough that just won't quit. I've been working the whole time, and I'm sure that's why it's taking me so long to get back to a healthy place again. So my apologies for leaving you all hanging last week, and I'm going to try to get through this show without coughing or taking a drink. We'll see how that goes. So how are all of you? So many of you I see in the Facebook group, lots of you are actively involved over there. There are also lots of you who kind of view all the posts without participating, and that's fine too. I know it can be hard to put yourself out there, but I do encourage you to take a chance. We have pretty strict rules there as far as being respectful and non-judgmental, so you shouldn't have to worry about all that stuff. If you are new and you don't know what I'm talking about, this is my free and private Facebook group over at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. This is a place where the listeners of this podcast can connect in a community of other blended families like yourself, talk about the wins, talk about the challenges, a great place for support. So I hope to see you there. And yes, I do interact with you as much as I can in the group. You may remember a recent episode I did with Dr. Janelle where we spoke about relationships. It was episode 112 if you're interested or if you missed it. Anyway, I was also on her podcast, which is called The Big Change of Heart Podcast. Dr. Janelle has a great show and she's part of our community as she has a blended family of her own. So go take a listen to our interview on her podcast. It is for her. It's episode number 44. And I will go ahead and add the link in the show notes as well for you. The only other thing I would like to mention before we get started is about the giveaways. I was doing monthly giveaways for the people that are on my list. I am still doing that. Although I think I missed last month, there was just so much going on. I am not stopping doing this. I am still continuing on with the giveaways, uh, but they will be random. I really don't have a rhyme or reason to them. I will have another one coming very soon though. So if you want in on this, all you have to do is sign up for my mailing list at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. I send out only one short newsletter a month, and by being a member, you are automatically entered into the giveaways. And also, when you join, you will get a free quiz to kind of see where your blended family needs some help. All right, today's topic, tips for better communication with your ex. I would guess from listening to all of your complaints that the majority of you 
Wish you had better communication with your ex. So today we'll talk about what you can do to work on that. Now, many of you might be thinking, well, what if I'm not the problem? What if it is only my ex? How can I change things? And I hear you, we can't change others. We can't control what they do, but that doesn't mean we should be as bad as they are. If they can't be mature and learn how to communicate properly, why should we act like them? Maybe if we learn better communication, they will follow suit. So I've got some tips for you today that will help you be the better person. They will help you communicate more effectively, and this alone can help transform your ex into a better communicator as well. Before we get to the tips, I first want to address why it's so important to maintain that healthy communication in the first place. It's your ex. Why do you need to communicate at all? Why do you need to get along? Well, you may not want to, but when there are children involved, you need to. Aside from wanting to model proper behavior, our kids don't want to see or hear their parents fighting. What kind of example are we setting for our kids when we can't carry on a normal conversation together? Is that what we want to teach them? What they see is what they normalize. What they see is what they may repeat years down the road in their own relationships. So don't we want to teach them how to talk nicely with others? What are we doing when we teach them that but our actions show otherwise? Not to mention it hurts their feelings when they see their parents not getting along. Another reason you want to have better communication Co-parenting becomes so much easier. I know it's hard to raise children as a divorced couple. Why make it harder on yourselves? I know from my own experiences that we always struggled more during the times where the communication was lacking. When we all communicate well together, things operate much more efficiently and everyone is a lot less stressed. Healthy communication also creates a more peaceful environment, and who doesn't want that? Exchanges become easier, events become enjoyable, parents work together better, and all of this happens when people learn healthy communication habits. And like I said, even if it's only one of you, it's okay. Hopefully your skills will rub off on the other parent. So today I have 15 tips for you to help you on the road to learning better communication skills when it comes to your ex. And these are focused around a couple that is co-parenting. There are lots of methods of communication that would relate to your current relationships, but these are more for you and your ex, okay? Number one, never, never, never use the kids as a go-between. This means do not ask your child to deliver a message to the other parent. Even if you think it's a simple message, just don't do it. First of all, the child does not want that responsibility, and oftentimes they'll make a mistake with the message, which can cause all sorts of other problems. Never ask your child to tell another parent about a change in plans or anything important that you don't want to be misconstrued. This is a lot of pressure for a child. Always deal with that yourself so that you don't put your kids in that position. Okay, so that was number one, never use the kids as a go-between. Number two, Never, never, never argue in front of the kids. They don't want to see it. It makes them uncomfortable. If you cannot speak in a normal tone without arguing, then avoid face-to-face -face contact as much as possible. Stay calm. 
If your ex is trying to argue, just remain calm and don't argue back. And I know that's hard, but when the kids are watching, wouldn't you rather them see you as the calm one? Let your ex look bad, not you. Kindly remind them that this discussion can be done later without the children present. That's a pretty important one. Number three, learn to pick and choose your battles. This one I learned a long time ago, even with my kids. It's not worth arguing about everything. It's just not worth it. Save the big arguments for things that are really important to you. And if everything turns into a huge debate, you'll never be able to learn how to compromise at all. You're divorced for a reason, and you're not going to agree about everything, and that's okay. I know things are annoying to you, and you, you may want to address it all, but you're not married anymore. You're not partners anymore, so you don't get to control it all. How do you know what's important or not? Well, when it comes to your child's safety and well-being, then you need to address it. So if your ex is allowing your children to run the streets at night with no supervision, well, say something. But if it's about them allowing them to watch a TV program that you don't agree with, well, you might want to let that one go. If your ex is not making sure that the children are completing their homework assignments or projects, that's something to address. But if they allow the kids to stay awake an extra hour or two on a school night, you might want to let that one go. So you get my point, even though so many things may bother you, try to address only the major issues. You'll have better results that way than if you try to change every little thing that your ex does. Number four, avoid being sarcastic, disrespectful, or rude. Avoid it even if they are doing those things to you. Bite your tongue. Yes, hard to do, but tell me. How will it help the situation? You might feel better in the moment, but ultimately you've managed to make things worse. You can't fix things by being rude. Watch your language. Think about what you're going to say and how you want it to come across before you open up your mouth. And always speak to someone the way you want to be spoken to. And again, if they're speaking to you in a bad way, but you're remaining calm and polite, they most likely aren't going to keep going with it, maybe for a bit, but once they see that it's not serving them and that it won't get a rise out of you, they'll probably stop. Number five, set boundaries and stick to them. Here, I'm talking about your communication boundaries. If you agree not to talk about personal things, stick to that. If you agree not to talk in front of the kids, stick to that. If you haven't set clear boundaries of communication, it's never too late to do that. You might want to discuss how often you want to talk about the kids. Maybe if it's going to be a weekly call, maybe it's going to be more often. You may want to decide how you want to communicate, whether by email, text, or phone. Every family is different, and so there's no wrong or right way. You have to decide what works for you both, so discuss it and stick to it. That way you both know what to expect and you're not getting random phone calls in the middle of the night that are interfering with your current relationship. Okay, number six, do not, do not, do not bring up the past when you're communicating. Remember, when talking to your ex, 
Generally, it should be about issues relating to the children. So there's no good reason to bring up the past. No reason to talk about what, who did wrong, and why. You know that it's going to open up a can of worms every time. So why do it? And if your ex does it to you, kindly remind them that there is no need to discuss the past, that you don't want to discuss that particular topic, and you just don't need to do it. And if they don't stop, you do have the right to end the discussion, okay? Do not bring up the past. Number seven, practice empathy. Since I am an empath, this is something I do constantly without trying to, but for many of you who are not, this simply means put yourself in the other's shoes. You may not agree with your ex, you may not like them, you may not understand them, but practicing empathy is a great way to try and understand where they're coming from. It may help you to understand why they act the way they do. None of us truly understands what someone really feels like. We don't live in their shoes. So instead of being so quick to judge, let's instead practice just trying to understand what life is like for them. We are all people just trying to live and do the best we know how. Some of us are better at things than others. That includes parenting and relationships. Maybe your ex is not good at either of those. Instead of judging, why not have a little empathy? It helps a little. It doesn't mean you have to excuse their bad behavior. It just helps you deal with it a little bit better. Number eight, treat your ex the way you want to be treated. What we tell, that is what we tell our kids, right? Treat people like you wanna be treated. If you wanna be respected, give respect. If you want to be heard, then listen. If you wanna be honored as a parent, then honor them as a parent. And again, I don't care if they're not doing these things for you, I still want you to do the right thing. And it will pay off eventually. Is it fair? No. But remember, you are setting an example here and the way you treat others sets up the way you want to be treated. It tells others how to treat you. So be the best ex you can be and hopefully your ex will learn by example to be the best ex they can be. And even if they don't, you'll feel better about yourself and your kids will really appreciate it. Number nine, put your children first. Adults can get carried away. We can argue about things and turn them bigger than they need to be. We can forget about our children who are observing the way we are in the world. Always put them first in your mind. Before anything you do, consider them. Before you start a fight with their other parents, consider how it might affect them. We need to be mature adults. We decided to end a relationship and they shouldn't have to suffer because of it. Number 10, texting and email should be your chosen method of communication. Of course, some of you might be fine talking face-to-face, -face, but many of you are not. You know who you are. But either way, I like texts and emails because it's a form of written documentation, right? So no one can say, oh, I thought you said such and such, or you didn't tell me that. So you both have it in written form to refer back to. Plus it keeps you from escalating things like during a face-to-face -face confrontation, right? It keeps you accountable because you know there's a record of what you're gonna say. And it also keeps the kids from having to hear it. 
and you can save anything necessary if you need it for court or for future reference. So try when possible to communicate that way. Number 11, choose your words carefully. In divorce, everything you say can and will be used against you. You need to be careful of what you say as your ex could be looking for things to hurt you with later. They do not need to know your personal business. Even if you're getting along right now, be careful about what you decide to share. For example, about your income that you're making or your personal relationship, life, anything like that. Just be careful. Some people save what you say and present it later down the road to hurt you in some way. Also watch the language and name calling. Kind of goes back to tip number four, which was not to be sarcastic or rude. What do you accomplish by trying to hurt with words? Not a thing. So when talking to an ex, really think about what you want to say, what you want to share, and how you want to do it. Number 12, monitor your tone. Also difficult when you're angry. It can be hard to remain kind when someone is testing your last nerve, and it can be hard to be polite to the person you may dislike most in the world. But your tone can really end up causing a fight, even when communicating by text. You need to watch the tone. So often, tone is misunderstood through text. So the times that you text, you need to be careful of that. When your ex has trouble monitoring their own tone, don't let it change yours. Continue to speak with a calm tone, and they should calm down and return to normal. That's what the hope is. Number 13, avoid topics that will trigger your ex. Now, you were with this person for some time, and you know what happened to end your relationship, and you know what triggers them. Don't use triggers to get a rise out of them. Don't say something because you know that it'll hurt them or piss them off. There is no good reason to bring up the past, as I said earlier, and there's also no good reason to bring up a trigger. You know you only do it to anger them. Now, if your ex does it to you, no matter how much it angers you, what I want you to do is not react. Because you know that's what they want, right? They want a reaction. That's why they said it. So don't react at all. Just act as if they didn't say it. Change the subject, whatever you need to do to show them that it didn't bother you. Don't react to the trigger if you want them to stop. Number 14, learn to listen. So often we come to discussion with our own agenda. We want to get across our own opinion. We're so worried about what we want to say that we forget to listen to the other person. A key part of communicating effectively is really learning how to listen. That means listen without interrupting. And then when you speak, ask for the same courtesy back. And number 15, learn how to compromise. And this is huge when it comes to co-parenting. Most exes don't want to compromise. They don't want to work together. But when you don't compromise, you're making things very difficult when they could be so much easier. If your ex asks you to, for, to do a favor for them, are you quick to say no just because you don't wanna do anything for them? If so, why? I'm not suggesting that you do anything that puts you out, but what if it's doable? Why not? There might come a time when you need a favor back 
Maybe your ex needs you to pick up the kids a little later since they are having a family barbecue. Would it hurt you to allow them to keep them for an extra hour? Maybe their car is in the shop, so they need you to do the pickup instead of them bringing the kids. Are you saying no because you can't or because you don't want to do them a favor? Remember what I said about putting the kids first. Keep in mind that you may need something one day, and wouldn't it be nice to be able to ask without worry that something is going to happen and they're not going to want to do it? If you say no, they'll always say no. Why not compromise by offering one favor for another? I'd be happy to allow the kids to stay another night if you let me take them to this concert that falls on your time. Or you can take them, or can you take them to practice today since I have to stay for a meeting? And next week, I will take them an extra day. See, wouldn't life be easier if you could work together? If you could learn how to compromise together, co-parenting can become much easier for you both. So those were my 15 tips on how to have better communication with your ex. And let me repeat them for you. Number one, never use the kids as a go-between. Number two, never argue in front of the kids. Number three, learn to pick and choose your battles. Number four, avoid being sarcastic, disrespectful, and rude. Number five, set boundaries for communication and stick to them. Number six, don't bring up the past when communicating. Number seven, practice empathy. Number eight, treat your ex the way you want to be treated. Number nine, put your children first. Number 10, texting and email should be your chosen method of communication. Number 11, choose your words carefully. Number 12, monitor your tone. Number 13, avoid topics that will trigger your ex. Number 14, learn to listen. And last, number 15, learn to compromise. And those 15 tips will also be in the show notes for you. Healthy communication is possible for all of us. It may take some work, but it is well worth it. You'll see how much smoother your relationship with your ex will run. If you lack good communication skills with your ex, I hope that you'll consider trying some of my tips. Let me know how they work for you. Or maybe you have a tip that I didn't mention that you'd like to share. If so, you can email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, or you can continue this conversation over in the Facebook group that I talked about earlier. I wish you all a fantastic week. I'm going to focus on feeling better, and I will be back next week with another show for you. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.